It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. President Biden on Tuesday signed the Respect for Marriage Act, a bipartisan bill protecting same-sex and interracial marriages in a ceremony on the South Lawn of the White House. This legislation enshrines federal protections for same-sex couples, requiring all states to recognize marriages that were legal in the state where they took place. Biden referenced his appearance on Meet the Press some 10 years ago when he jumped the gun on the Obama administration, embracing the idea of marriage equality. Whether to marry, who to marry, is one of the most profound decisions a person can make. And as I've said before, and some of you might remember, on a certain TV show 10 years ago, I got in trouble. Marriage... I mean this to involve my heart. Marriage is a simple proposition. Who do you love? And will you be loyal with that person you love? It's not more complicated than that. The law recognizes that everyone should have the right to answer those questions for themselves without the government interference. Who do you love? Good news out of D.C., as congressional negotiators signal that they've reached a tentative deal to keep the government funded and open. This is according to retiring Senate Appropriations Committee Chair Pat Leahy. The House could vote on a week-long stopgap spending bill as soon as today to allow lawmakers enough time to hammer out the deals to pass a $1.7 trillion bipartisan appropriations bill before they break for Christmas. But some Republican leaders, McCarthy, don't want to pass anything before they take control of the House in January. We won't see the full framework until next week at the earliest, but it reportedly does include tens of billions of dollars in new aid to Ukraine and a rewrite of the Electoral Count Act. But some important provisions are reported to have been cut, including an extension of the enhanced child tax credit and cannabis banking legislation. Well, one day after the Labor Department announced that the consumer price index was 7.1% compared to the same time last year, slightly below the 7.3% expected and down considerably from the high in June of 9.1%. The Fed is expected to raise interest rates again today. The good news is it'll only be a half a percentage point as opposed to the recent spate of rate hikes that were three quarters of a point. And it'll likely lower the hikes in 2023 to a quarter of a percentage point. So at what point do we say enough with the rate hikes already? Robert Reich says now, just saying. Although the official start of winter is still a week away, don't tell that to the millions of Americans who are being hit by blizzard conditions, tornadoes, thunderstorms, and more extreme weather. It cleared a path through Oklahoma and Texas, an area from Montana to Nebraska and Colorado remain under blizzard warnings, and the east coast from central Florida north is bracing for big storms. Stay warm and stay dry. Florida is weathering its own political storms. The governor, DeSantis, is making news again, and I wish people would listen to what's being reported. His latest stupid stunt comes with the news report that he's impaneling a grand jury to go after the COVID-19 vaccines? Huh? On Tuesday, the man who wants to be the next Trump 
spoke at a roundtable with his unqualified wingnut of a Surgeon General, Joseph Latipo, saying he's going to dig deeper into the safety of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines and counter information provided by the CDC. Huh? The aforementioned Latipo repeated his irresponsible position that children should not get vaccinated. Critics say that this is another cynical move by DeSantis to improve his standing with the anti-vaxxer crowd as he readies for a 2024 presidential run. Now, despite the idiocy and fascist tendencies on display in the Florida governor's actions daily, he's enjoyed fawning coverage by the press elevating him to the Republicans' current choice to lead their party. Seriously. A new USA Today Suffolk University poll finds that the Florida fascist is the choice of two-thirds of Republicans to be their 2024 presidential candidate over the former guy, 56 to 33 percent. As someone who's leaving Florida for this very reason, let me just say, be careful what you wish for. Meanwhile, despite DeSantis's propaganda campaign about the COVID vaccines, new reports on its efficacy are mostly uniformly positive. A new study saying that these vaccines have kept more than 18.5 million people in the U.S. out of the hospital and saved more than 3.2 million lives. And that estimate is most likely a conservative one, according to the researchers. This study, published Tuesday, found that without the COVID-19 vaccine, the U.S. would have had 1.5 times more infections, 3.8 times more hospitalizations, and 4.1 times more deaths than it did between December of 2020 and November of 2022. So pay no attention to the non-medical professionals in Florida who are pushing this propaganda. Oh, and by the way, the mRNA type of vaccine is showing such great promise that both Moderna and Merck are getting ready to launch the first phase three trial of an mRNA cancer vaccine after a study suggested it could be used to treat an aggressive type of skin cancer. Data released yesterday showed that a combination of the company's experimental cancer vaccine and Merck's immunotherapy drug, Keytruda, reduced the risk of death or recurrence of melanoma in high-risk patients by 44% compared with treatment using only the drug. Science. People, pay attention to the science. Speaking of science, U.S. scientists reveal Tuesday experiments at Lawrence Livermore National Lab achieved net energy gain in a controlled fusion reaction for the first time ever. These results mean more energy was released than was used to initiate the reaction that they say is a critical step toward the ultimate goal of self-sustaining clean power. Despite the announcement, scientists say viable fusion power is likely decades away, given the many challenges of translating the complex process into a practical, self-sustaining, electricity-producing design. But they're making progress. And sadly, today marks the 10-year anniversary of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings in Newtown, Connecticut. On December 14, 2012, a gunman walked into a school and opened fire, killing 20 children and six adults. And what's changed since then? Pretty much nothing. Efforts to enact meaningful gun control measures have failed since then, and there have been more than 3,500 mass shootings in the U.S., according to one of many mass shooting trackers. There's no excuse, and the carnage continues. I got to- 
And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.